When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the FT Money Show. Brought to you by Investors Chronicle and FT Money. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent, editor of the Investors Chronicle, and I'm here with my colleague Charlene Goff from FT Money. Together we'll be bringing you this week's financial lowdown in downloadable form. So Charlene, what have we got in the show this time? Well, coming up on today's programme, we take a look at private equity and see how you can get a piece of the action. And the Chinese bubble, what would a stock market correction mean for emerging market funds? And if you've got a subject that you'd like us to tackle, you can email your questions to ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. But first, this week's money news. So, Charlene, what's the big story for savers right now? Well, we've seen this week quite a lot go on with the uh, current account market. Abby has launched a new current account that's offering a whopping 8% interest rate for people who switch to it from another bank. That's the best rate in the market right now and just leagues above anything that's offered from the biggest four banks on the high street. 8% sounds very attractive, almost a little bit too good to be true. Yeah, well, the thing is with this account is that you only get that rate for the first year, and after that it drops back to uh, about 2.5%. So there are actually other better deals in the market. Halifax is offering around 6%, but also gives you a cash bonus of £100 for switching, so that's another quite attractive deal. Uh, You also have to be a bit careful with these accounts because they only pay these rates up to a certain balance, usually about £2,500, and any money in there you've got above that gets a much, much lower rate. But would you advocate switching between these different accounts, taking advantage of all these special offers and then looking for the next one? Yeah, I mean, you you can do that. The only thing with current accounts is it's quite a long process, the whole switching and transferring all your direct debits. Many of the banks kind of manage the process for you, but I don't think people are going to be wanting to switch every year, for instance. So pick the best one, stick with it for a reasonable length of time. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Charlene. And remember, you can get all the latest money news at ft.com forward slash money. Still to come on the programme, emerging markets. Are BRIC funds, so named because they invest in Brazil, Russia, India and China, actually built on wobbly foundations? But first, private equity. Love it or hate it, and generally city investors love it while politicians hate it, it has delivered some spectacular returns. 
Thanks to years of low interest rates, private equity firms have been able to use cheap debt to buy out companies, then exit them at a big profit and pay no more tax than a cleaning lady. So how can private investors get in on these private equity deals? Dan Thomas of FT Money asked Max King, Chief Strategist at Investec Asset Management. So Max, you've been an active investor in private equity for the Investec funds. Can you explain why they make an appealing choice for the retail investor? Yes, we put an allocation into both our balance funds and our managed funds of funds because we feel that private equity has good long-term return characteristics. We feel that valuations are attractive. We feel that management contribution in terms of managing the investments is strong and we feel that the returns will continue to be good. What are the best ways that investors can access private equity funds? Generally via the quoted closed-end funds, These range from three eyes, a generalist fund covering growth capital, buyouts and venture capital all over the globe, to specialist funds which may just focus on China or India or wherever. And what are the risks of private equity funds? I mean, they've been in the press recently for all the wrong reasons, it seems. Well, investors spend a lot of their time worrying that managers are going to be stupid. For example, recently we've seen that buyouts are becoming more difficult. The reasons are that the cost of capital is rising, the prices are going up, so the returns are coming down. And investors worry that managers are going to do stupid deals. Well, these managers generally are not stupid. Every now and then a daft deal gets done and it's well publicised. On the whole, managers are aware of the risks in the market and they're pretty careful. And that means that although huge money is going into private equity, a good deal of it is not being invested. They're just saying, actually, we're not, we can't find the investments, so we're going to either give it back to shareholders or we're going to sit on it until a good opportunity turns up. So I think the probability that you're going to end up with a serial number of bad investments is low. That probability is higher if you're going for a very big fund which is doing the very largest deals. I think there's always a danger of another RJR Nabisco-type deal going wrong. And so long as you stick with the companies that go for the smaller deals, uh, you'll be okay. And is now a good time to invest in the market, do you think? Well, it's, the market rolls on. There isn't just one private equity market. I think the leverage buyout deals are getting relatively mature, but some of the specialists in that uh, area, like SVG, are quite attractively priced. I think growth capital is looking pretty attractive. That's doing very well at the moment. It may be possible that even um, venture capital starts picking up. That means the all-rounders, like three eyes to our mind, although they don't look cheap, look relatively attractive. In particular, we think that emerging markets are looking attractive for private equity. Uh, You can access those through companies like 3i, but also through the direct uh, uh, funds. There are some good funds in Russia and China and India. The reason why they're attractive is these markets are very narrow and the market's underdeveloped. In Russia, for example, 75% of equities, or at least 75%, comes from commodities. If you want to invest in services or the consumer, you have to do so through private equity. Now, you can either wait for these companies to come to the market and buy at higher prices, or you can get in the ground floor by buying through one of the private equity funds. So we think those are a very interesting way to invest. That was Max King of Investec Asset Management. And for more on private equity, visit ft.com forward slash money and investorschronicle.co.uk. And finally today, emerging markets. For most private investors, there is only one emerging market, China. The Chinese stock market has risen an incredible 500% in this past year alone. 
But that's left some investors, both in China and abroad, concerned about a bubble and the impacts of an impending correction. It could also have an effect on emerging markets' funds, especially the so-called BRIC funds that invest in Brazil, Russia, India and China. So if you have one of these funds or you're thinking of investing, what should you do now? To get some perspective on China, I just walked across Southwark Bridge to meet Cully Samra, UK branch director of brokers Charles Schwab. So, Cully, how do you get a realistic view of the Chinese market sat here in your gleaming offices in the heart of the city? Great question. We're a little bit far from China, I guess. There's a few different ways. This is a question that arises all the time from our clients. What's going to happen with China? So we've tried to apply some of the rigors that we apply to U.S. domestic markets or U.K. markets to China as well. But also, we get feedback from clients as well. A lot of our clients are actually flying to these places, China and Asia, to see firsthand what's going on with this Chinese miracle. And when they go over there, what are they able to find out? Are they able to talk to the companies? One of our clients was actually able to speak to companies. He went firsthand and looked at their distribution networks, looked at their production networks, and got very friendly with the CEO of a manufacturing firm. And over dinner, after a few, few drinks, the CEO actually said to him that we actually keep four sets of accounting books. One set for ourselves, one set for the government, one set for domestic Chinese investors, and then one set for the international investor. So, I mean, going on to the rigors that I was talking about that we've been trying to apply, you start to question how rigorous can we actually be? I mean, the headline numbers actually tell us that the Chinese market right now is trading at a PE of about 50 times, which compared to Asia generally, which is about 14 to 18 times, might look rich. But when you compare it to the bubble of the NASDAQ, which is 160 times, you might say, well, 50 versus 160, it's not that expensive. But from that piece of information I got from a client, the question arises, how much can you trust the E in the PE? So if there are questions about the earnings quality, the E in, in the price-earnings ratio, and the market is perhaps rather toppier than numbers suggest, could there be a correction and what could the damage be? Well, with regards to the correction, our investment research council at Schwab actually spent a lot of time crunching the numbers, trying to see what would happen if there was a correction, what the contagion would be, which is a term people seem to use right now, and some of the numbers out there show that if there was a 30% sell-off in the Chinese market, GDP would slow by 1.5%, i.e. it would go down from 11% down to 9.5%, which any country would take very willingly. And then how much the contagion would be? There's a couple of factors that would contain the contagion in our belief. One of them is the fact that the Chinese government is sitting on a trillion dollars of foreign reserves, which it could throw at the situation just as the Fed did at the U.S. crash in 1987. And the other fact is that there's no margin trading, so people can't leverage themselves locally, which, again, doesn't exasperate the situation more. That makes the possibility of correction sound more manageable. So if you are a UK investor, perhaps in one of these emerging markets, BRIC uh, funds, Brazil, Russia, India, China, uh, what should you be thinking about now? Really, you should be applying the same kind of rigour that you apply to your own domestic, whether they're UK or US investments, to these funds as well. I mean, you can always have the confidence that there's a, a fund manager there who is very knowledgeable and investing in good stocks. But all, equally, we tell our clients, don't invest in anything that you can't sleep on. That's the key thing in all of this, we believe. Kali Samra of Charles Schwab there. And for more on the Chinese and other emerging markets, visit investorschronicle.co.uk. And that's all for this week's FT Money Show. Remember, you can email your views and your questions to ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. And we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me, the FT Money Show team and our podcast producers, Blue Barracuda.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 